You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm writer, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about online book clubs and interviewing Comic Book Girl 19. But first... What are you reading, Bria? Holy shit. Mallory. Whoa. I'm reading... (laughs) Mallory. I am reading a book that's so scary, I'm no longer allowed to read it at night. Because I was reading it. And then I couldn't go to sleep. And then I kind of wandered around the house making sure no one was coming in to murder me. I just want to say, serious note, trigger warnings for basically a lot of things. Stalking, murder, rape, all of these things. It's horrible. I'm reading I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the uh, book by Michelle McNamara. And it's about the Golden State Killer. She's So this is, this is one, it's going to fulfill one of my Read Harder challenges is um, published after her death. Wait, do we live in the Golden State? Yes, we do. So, I thought that was Florida. Oh, no, that's the Sunshine State. Yeah. Oh, shit. One is golden and one is full of sunshine. You would think Sunshine State would be us. We're smog and... Uh, uh, haze. Haze. Haze State. Um, anyway, it's like her... It's it's called I'll Be Gone in the Dark, Woman's, One Woman's Obsessive Search for the Golden State Killer. And it's sort of her personal journey while looking for this killer. So she had some sort of blog and was really obsessed with true crime I didn't know all of this. And then she started following the story of the Golden State Killer, who she coined the term for, who started by just breaking into people's houses, just started by breaking into people's houses and raping the women there. But he would do a lot of stalking beforehand. It was very scary. And then he graduated to, like, murdering people. And he went I don't to murder know, college said- and got a murder degree. <laughs> he, went, he went on to murder college and became Dr. Murder. <laughs> Um, and I don't know what, I don't know if she, at the beginning it acts like she like figured out who it was, but I don't know. I haven't gone that far yet. So oh, I got to buy this. Stick in there. That's right at the very beginning. I'm not giving you anything, but yeah, it's a horrifying, if you, if you love true crime, this is the book for you, but man, do not read it after the sun goes down. Yee. What are you reading, Mallory? Uh, our friends over at Norton sent me an advanced review copy of a book called The Honey Farm by Harriet Alita Lye. And it's very Mallory-y. It's a very weird book. And it's about this farm in Canada. And it's going through this drought. And so the, because of the drought, they're having a hard time with all the bees. Uh, so they need help. So what the woman who runs the farm does is she puts out this ad that, like, anyone can come and live there for free for room and board in exchange for help on the farm with all the bees and all the honey. But they bill it as, like, an artist colony. So they get all these, like, unsuspecting artists who come to, like, help with the with the bees. But the, then weird stuff starts to happen and all these plagues start to hit the Ooh. farm. And all like these relationships form between the people on the farm, and the the writing is good. It's really interesting so far. I uh, I'm enjoying it, but you know how much I love weirdness and all. Yeah, this that weird, sounds amazing. All this actually. weird stuff is happening. It sounds awesome. I like it. Uh, so we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Elise wrote in, I need to say something loud and proud. Too long have I lived in shame. I dog ear books and I love it. Bookmarks. Nah, that shit just falls out of your books in your bag. Like, yeah, I'll collect them, but do I use them? Hell no. Piece of tissue paper? Hard pass on that. I have enough tissue paper floating around in my bag for my actual nose. Now, I just dog ear my books and go about my day knowing that I have a clear and easy indicator of where I left off. I'm so tired of the shame that book readers put on those of us who dog ear our books. We were so hard done by the silent sufferers. I don't get people who don't want their books to look lived in. As soon as I open a new book, I crack that spine. I dog ear away. I eat over that thing. I drop food on it. (laughs) The stains never go away. And you know what? I love it. I want my books to actually look like they have been read and enjoyed and serve the purpose they were born to. Now I do have pristine copies of my favorite books 
that don't get touched much because I want to keep them that way. But for the majority, I like my books to look like they've actually been read and loved and enjoyed. Elise, I'm happy that you wrote in. I There's no shame. She has a lot of opinion. I like how opinionated she is, and I kind of wish she was a guest on the show today and would talk about this because it sounds like she would say this in like a real confident oh, yeah. voice. We should have had her written. record this. I, I feel like the trumpet should be playing in the background of this. I know. She's very, you're you're loud and proud about your dog earring and I appreciate it. No, she's right. You shouldn't shame people who dog ear books. It's their books. People are real opinionated about this subject. I think that Elise should just live her happy life yeah. and dog ear without shame in public. I'm fine with dog earring if you own the book. Yeah. I don't care. Um, also, we've got some follow-up. Remember that intense round of relationship advice we gave out a few episodes back? The closest Mallory and I ever had to breaking up. <laughs> that was really intense, guys. Um, well, she wrote in with an update and said— It turns out we were right. Oh, yeah. Well, so, the, the, this, the, so for people who don't remember, so this was the girl who's, uh, whose boyfriend was giving away her books. Yes, and yes. We, we didn't know if they lived together or not. We didn't know what the situation oh, yeah. was. So she's clarifying this for us. He, okay, my boyfriend and I have been living together for almost five years and combined our book collection three years ago. He's a nice guy and wants to share all of his passions with everyone, which typically means books in his wheelhouse, post-apocalyptic space cyborgs, into it. Uh, Thanks for the book stamp idea. We had this conversation that you suggested back in December. Note, I still don't have one, and I'd love to hear how yours is working out. I never verbally told him how much my books mean to me, so now we're on the same page. Thanks for your concerns and suggestions. We were right. They just needed to communicate with each other. I'm so glad we didn't cause somebody's breakup. I think we made somebody's relationship better. Did we? Bria, I think we helped we helped somebody today. <laughs> Thank God. Should we announce who is in this room with us now? Should we talk about we this? We have a sound engineer. Oh, guys, we heard your complaints about how shitty our podcast was sounding. And to be fair, I'm not a sound engineer, so I did not do a good job once we moved where we were recording. So we imported one from Australia. We imported one from Australia. So everyone say hi to Sean. You can't find him on the internet. Yeah. Except for Tinder. <laughs> Also, it's 9 in the morning, and he's really mad about being here. <laughs> so if everyone listens really carefully to the end of this episode, we asked a few episodes ago if you wanted to send in a uh, you your favorite passage from a book, you reading it, or just the words to it, we would read it. And we've gotten some people to send them in, so listen for those in the next few episodes. So instead of... Uh, having songs play us out we have quotes playing us out and we really are liking what we're getting in so please send, keep sending them to us if you want and uh this is the first episode we're trying this out on let us know if you like it so before we talk about online book clubs we're going to take a quick break reading glasses is supported in part by casper a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time They offer affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to the consumer. Casper brand mattresses offer multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. That's pretty amazing. And I'm sure you've heard of Casper if you listen to any podcasts, but we think that it is pretty awesome. You can get $50 toward select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash glasses and using promo code glasses to check out. Terms and conditions apply. My name is Samantha and I love reading glasses. 
My name is Adam, and I love Titan Fight. I was just smitten with the idea of just a really cool podcast of ladies who like to read. I have a place in my heart for wrestling. I watched it about 17 years ago, got out of it because I don't have the time to watch it. So just listening to the recap makes me feel like I'm a part of it. I spend most of my life listening to Maximum Fun podcasts, and it just felt natural for me to start giving some money to these properties that are, you know, making me happy every single day. Honestly, Maximum Fun, they get me through my work week. These are listeners just like you, and they support reading classes and Titan fights with a MaxFun membership. The 2018 MaxFun Drive is April 2nd through 13th, and if you want to support your favorite shows too, it's the best time to sign up or upgrade your membership. Just tune in starting April 2nd, and we'll give you all of the details. Thank you, Samantha, and thanks to everyone who supports Reading Glasses with a Max Fun membership. If you're not yet a member, the Max Fun Drive is the best time to start, so don't miss it. April 2nd through 13th. This week, it's all about online book clubs. We did a whole episode a little while ago about the book clubs that meet in person, but the world of book clubs is much bigger. As big, in fact, as the entire internet. What's the, what do we call book clubs that meet in person? That's like a... It's a regular book club. That's a physical book club. Physical book club. Versus That sounds online. a little sexy, though, like... A physical book like club. people get together, club. like, <laughs> make out. So there's a lot of reasons why you might be interested in an online book club. Maybe you have a hard time leaving the house. Maybe you live in a rural area without a lot of in-person book club options. Maybe you hate wearing pants. Maybe you're really busy and have a hard time making a, making a regularly scheduled event. Maybe you just really like talking about books and want to supplement your reading life. So there's this article in the New York Times in which the writer complains that in-person book clubs physical book clubs uh, turn into bitch sessions. Like people is just like sit there and like bitch about their lives. And it's just like, and they, and she actually says in this article um, that no one focuses on the book and a lot of, it's a lot of women just trying to escape their families. <laughs> um, so with an online book club, she thinks you have a more focused conversation and also there is less wine or more wine, depending on who you are and where you are and how you feel about drinking alone. Pretty good. <laughs> you feel good about it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so online book clubs do have a lot of benefits. If there's a video audio component, sometimes they're streamed live with interactive Q&As. These will often be archived so you can access them anytime, no matter what your schedule is. And if they're made up of discussion boards, a Facebook group or hashtag on social media, it's the same thing. It's really convenient. It's book talk basically whenever you want it. And since the internet is pretty big and ca cafes are comparatively small, you can have a lot more people in that book club. So you're getting more opinions. You're hearing more ideas about this book that you just read. Yeah. Plus, if you're a fan of whoever is running the book club, like if it's a book club run by a famous person and you don't live in that city and also you're not friends with that famous person, like let's say Oprah is not your best friend. I don't know who you are if Oprah is not your best friend. So sad. Such what a sad life you live. But then you actually get to see those people all the time because... People like Oprah and Reese Witherspoon and those kind of people, they do videos to support their book clubs, which is really cool, I yeah, think. Like awesome. that they take the time to do that. It's not just like a lip service to <laughs> to book clubs. The book club majority, really, you have to be saying good graces with them. You, you don't want to fuck with do the lip book service. clubs. No. Okay. <laughs> can't fall out of the book it's club. Like the people. Illuminati of the world. <laughs> so, but how do you find a good one? Well, May we humbly suggest the Reading Glasses book discussion group on Goodreads and Facebook. Yeah. Honestly, guys, you should check it out. It's really well moderated. They're always reading a book that's interesting and relevant and, like, you know, fun to talk about. Yeah. I don't think there's a book this month, but I read one last month, which was Cannibalism, and it was quite good. 
You can all, you can search Facebook groups and YouTube for a book club too. Lots of booktubers. This is a real term, guys. I did just found out this out recently. They lead discussions for specific books, so don't be afraid to get specific. If you want a horror book club, a book club that only reads books about spaceships, throw whatever your heart desires into that search engine. It's the internet, so take advantage of it. Patreon also is a really great place to look. The well-read Black Girl Patreon has a monthly book discussion that's really worth checking out. I like this term, booktuber. Booktuber. It kind of feels like it's something you would wear like a tube top. Like it's it made feels- out of books. Oh, Mallory, do you <gasps> own that? No. <laughs> if it came in black, would you own yes. it? Yes. <laughs> I can't believe you don't own a booktube. I kind of <laughs> want to live in a booktube. I want to move into a booktube. That's just like a slide that's full of books. Not comfortable. Uh, paper cuts on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Um, but remember that uh, internet etiquette rules do apply for online book clubs, too. Although I don't totally understand this, so let's discuss how this is possible. Not everyone is a me, so people do care about spoilers. Yes, so some people get really upset by spoilers. So if you're in an online book club that's like reading the book chunk by chunk, it's like some book clubs, you read the whole book and you get together to talk about it. Some book clubs, like the Reading Glasses book group, like reads it in chunks. Yeah, that's true. So, but can I, put a, can I raise a flag on this for a second? Raise like, let's say, for example, we're all reading a book together and the book is The Great Gatsby. There's going to be spoilers on the internet about The Great Gatsby or, you know, uh, where the red fern grows. We all know what's going to happen at the end of that book. But some people don't. Wait, I'm thinking of Old Yeller, but whatever. It's fine. Same. Same Same ending. (laughs) That's a popular ending for a while. No matter what color dog you had, (laughs) things were not looking good for them. If you want to make a popular book for third grade kids in the 90s to cry to. Murder a dog. (laughs) But okay, but I, so I just think that like, you have to be, if you're reading for a book club, this just seems a little bit more but, people, you know, they try. So the book okay. club, the reason doing them chunk by chunk is that you could only talk up to a certain point. And not everybody's a Bria, guys. Not everybody's a Bria. <laughs> but don't you feel like if you were reading Old Yeller, it just remind you guys what a Bria is. That's a person who doesn't care about spoilers. We're very big As on, opposed to on these terms. We're really pushing these terms and we want people to use yes. them. Um, this is supposed to a Mallory who does care about spoilers. I care very much about spoilers. But, okay, if you're reading Ye- Old Yeller and you're in a book club, wouldn't you be like, guys— I feel like I know where this is at. Well, I mean, but the, what if that book club's made up of people who have never You've read never read Old Yeller? Yeller? I've never read Old Yeller. Okay, but you knew what the ending I watched was. The I didn't even tell you. I know, which but was also, a bad idea because when I was a kid, I had a yellow lab. It's called. Oh God! It's kind of like it's just like the cultural zeitgeist. Like you know that that Beauty and the Beast. You guys, spoiler. You know that tale is its oldest <laughs> time, <laughs> and you know what's going to happen to that beast. I don't know. There's some. There's some big books that like. You're shocked by the ending? Yeah. Wait, you did tell me one the other day that I was like, really? Yeah. Remember we, and also, you, what if you forgot? Like we, I do forget. The other day we were talking about Moby Dick. We couldn't even remember if Moby Dick died or not. I don't even know Moby Dick is in the book. <laughs> He's just an idea. Moby <laughs> Dick's a metaphor. <laughs> okay, sorry. So spoilers. So, yeah, uh, so, yeah, to make sure you don't spoil it for the people in the group, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick, guys. Don't be, um, don't be a snoop. A Moby Dick. Don't be a trash baby. And also, don't get mad at people who don't like the book or the author. Like, if someone's reading the book and they're like, man, I'm not really into this, you can't, don't fly off the handle. Like, this is your, everyone, everyone's opinion about this book is valid. And also, don't tag the author in a discussion if not think nice things are being said. Ah, it's, the worst. It's so bad. It's, it's the internet, but it's still real life for people. It would be terrible if everyone was like, man, I really hate this chapter. And you're like, I'll tag the author in it so they could see how these people don't like their writing. Like, that's I, I so like, douchey. I like that you just had to remind 
remind people that the internet is real life. <laughs> the internet is actually still in real life. You don't go yeah. to like fake li- to like Candyland no. and then you, nothing applies back at home. This is connected to the real world and like you know, this, especially for authors, like this yeah. is their life. That's true. So, and also the rules for creating your own book club in real life also work for the internet. Work, reach out on Facebook, Goodreads, let's see, wherever you like posting about books and talking to people, ask friends to spread the word if you're having a hard time finding book club people, but you could, you could find your book friends. Yeah. Um, so you, what do you, you want to know what some of these online book clubs are reading right now in case you wanted to join? Hell yeah. Okay. Vaginal fantasy. Do you oh, know about this? I do actually. Veronica Belmont. She and, is. And Felicia Day. Yeah. It's a club for romance genre books with a strong female lead. Very specific, but ladies. But very popular. And men. It's a very popular one. And what they're reading right now, they read two books at the same time. They're reading... How to Flirt with a Naked Werewolf. Things that I need to know. Uh, important stuff. And Care and Memory, which has actually been on my list for a while. Uh, well Read Black Girl is reading An American Marriage by Tayari, Tayari Jones, which is a book getting a lot of buzz. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are reading that. Uh, Reese Witherspoon's Book Club, Erotic Stories by Punjabi Widows. Um, the History Book Club, because I was like, well, i got to go some things that are, you know, I don't know. They're reading a book called Caesar, like a Life of a Colossus, which sounds super boring but uh, maybe I don't know I my partner's super obsessed with seizure he, seizure, he should join that seizure, book club be all over it and also um, even Florence from Florence and the Machine is that her name I don't yeah. know if that's her real name. Yeah. She has a book club online. So um, if you're Florence looking, in the book club. Florence in the book club because she posted so many books that her fans were like, we're starting a book club around the books that you're reading. So you can read whatever. Florence, what's her name, Sean? Do you know her name? Sean's an actual music, music person. Welch. Is it Florence Welch? Florence, you can read Sean whatever. Sean is such a good sound engineer. He's like, I got you. <laughs> He's, he, he knows it and he knows about music. He's so tired right now, guys. I feel no, so bad. Poor Sean. Sorry, Sean. He's had 30 minutes of sleep. <laughs> Just too too crazy living that music life. Um, so Florence Welch, you can follow a book club, her book club, too. So you can send your thoughts on online book clubs to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. So before we talk to Comic Book Girl 19, who has her own popular online-based book club, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is supported in part by Audible. With the much-anticipated, star-studded movie release of Ready Player One, why not immerse yourself in the virtual world before watching the movie? We talked about this on this podcast when Will Wheaton came on to discuss doing the voice for Ready Player One, reading Ready Player One. It is amazing. Go back and listen to that, and then maybe think about listening to Ready Player One because it is just really incredible. You can download and listen to Ready Player One from Audible and the incredible narration by the infamous Will Wheaton. Audible helps you listen to more books by letting you switch seamlessly between devices, picking up exactly where you left off, something we love here on Reading Glasses. So visit audible.com slash glasses or text glasses to 500-500, that's 500-500, to start your 30-day free trial. With a free audiobook of your choice. Maybe it's Ready Player One. Who knows? And although we are going to say Ready Player One, there's a lot of other ones you can listen to. So please check it out. Audible. We love them so much. We love them on Reading Glasses. We are so excited to have them as a sponsor. Hey guys, this is Adam Conover. You may know me from my true TV show, Adam Ruins Everything. Well, guess what? Now we're doing a podcast version right here on Maximum Fun. What we do is we take all the interesting, fascinating experts that we talk to for just a couple minutes on the show, and we sit with them for an entire podcast, really going deep and getting into the fascinating details of their work. 
Find Adam Ruins Everything wherever you get your podcasts or at MaximumFun.org. So we are here with Comic Book Girl 19. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. So excited to be here. What are you reading right now? Right now, I am reading Alan Moore's The Watchmen, but I also have like three other books in rotation that I'm kind of picking up and putting down. They're not fiction, but I've been reading also The Four Loves by C.S. Lewis, who's talking about love and the different types of love that there are. Also, Unweaving the Rainbow. Uh, My friend gave me the Richard Dawkins book, so I've been going through that. And also Maddox's Fuck Wales. I've been reading some of his uh, his essays on why he hates everything, and it's really funny. That that <laughs> is awesome. So you're so you're reading Watchmen. Can you tell us a little bit more about your Watchmen club? Yes. So uh, I've been doing a book club. This is my second book club, and it's called Watchmen Club. And uh, we've been reading Alan Moore's The Watchmen together. And I feel like it's just it's classic literature. Like it's not just a comic book. I think it's something that uh, is everyone should read if you're into reading and you're into comic books. It's something that's uh, it's something that's worth your time and attention. And not only that, I feel like it's extremely relevant. Uh, all the themes that are going on in it, all of the fears that it's talking about, uh, the societal fears have like kind of reemerged right now. I feel like it's entirely relevant to the times we're living. So this episode is actually all about book clubs. How do you feel that dis- um, discussing a book or a comic enhances the reading experience? Uh, I think it absolutely enhances the reading experience, and that's why I started doing this. Uh, I thought back to a time when I was in college, and I read the Dark Tower series with my boyfriend at the time, and it was so much fun reading a book with somebody else and talking about it. Like we just had such a good time and it was so intimate and I really missed that. You know, I missed that intimacy. And so I wanted, I thought, well, why can't I just do this with lots of people around the world online? It's like, I got lots of people who'd want to read a book with me. Like, what am I doing? So, um, so I, I asked my audience if they would be interested in reading some books with me and they've been very enthusiastic, very enthusiastic about it. And, uh, and so this is our second book club. Our first book we read together was Dune. Uh, and, uh, we may, I I believe we're going to go back to Arrakis for our next book club to Dune Messiah, the second book in the series. Uh, but it's, it's just the intimacy of it is really, is really special for me. In my opinion, I really like that aspect of it. I love ideas and taking them apart and speaking with them. And it's so cool because not only do I get to find new stuff while rereading it and talking about it with my audience, they also bring things to my attention that I didn't pick up on. And so, I mean, it just gives a really full experience. Uh, It just gives you a really full experience. It's really great. So how does the book club work? Do you guys guys regularly meet up online and talk about it? Like how do people get involved? Well, uh, what I've been doing is I announced on my YouTube show that I'm doing a book club and then I sell a box that has the book in it, as well as your reading schedule and a lot of other fun things like bookmarks or stickers or whatever, you know, that are applicable to the book. And, um, 
And then we read and meet up on Twitch, usually on Sundays. We've been doing Sundays. That's been a really good day for us. And uh, you just got to read ahead of time what you're supposed to read. Hang out on Twitch live with me if you can, if you're in the right time zone. And uh, then we talk, I break down the book. We talk about it. We do a Q&A section afterwards. And then for the people that can't join me live, we upload all of our sessions onto our YouTube channel. So people who are in different time zones can come hang out later. And also just in five years, you know, if you want to come back and read Watchmen with me, you can still get the full experience uh, later in time. Have you ever had your opinion of something in a book changed by somebody like talking about it with somebody else or one of your book club members? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I am influenced by ideas all the time. And that's I mean, I, I love ideas and I really love discussing them. Uh, and yeah, I've absolutely had had my opinions changed. Although I wouldn't say that there's ever been like a book that I just like absolutely hated. And then someone like convinced me it was good. Like it's never gone that far, but people have definitely given me further appreciations of a book uh, a lot, especially when people just, there are things that they know that I don't know that they can explain to me that I'm like, Oh, I totally didn't even pick up on that. Um, but also time is a big factor for me. Like there are some books that I appreciate more over time. Just like when I read it again later, when I'm older, I'm like, oh, I didn't get this when I was, oh, gosh, this is so much better than I even thought, you know? So, speak. I mean, speaking of reading, like, historically, are there any books or comics that you've read in the past and you wish that you had somebody to talk about with them? Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's why I started my YouTube channel, to be 100%. <laughs> like, I, uh, I was reading a lot of uh, comic books, monthly issues, and I just didn't have anyone to really talk to them about. I had a couple people that I used to work with uh, that we would talk on Wednesdays, but you know, even like I have a lot of friends who are artists. I even have a lot of friends who are artists who make comic books who still don't really have the time to read them. And so, uh, so getting to uh, talk with them online and build an audience, that's been like perfect for me. Like, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Cause a lot of my friends don't want to hear me talk about this shit. You know, they're like, please, stop talking about this. Like, can we talk about something normal? <laughs> um, so what are the perks of doing your book club online besides like not wearing pants? You know? <laughs> um, well, there are a lot of perks uh, to doing a book club online. For me, it gives me an excuse to do a deep dive into a story that I already love. Um, both things that I've done book clubs on, both Dune and The Watchmen are stories that I've read before. But now when we do the book club, I get to reread it, but with a new, like with new eyes, because now I'm not only just reading it for myself, I'm also supposed to discuss it intelligently and break it down. So now I'm like, really get to zone in and focus on the story. And that's, I love taking deep dives into things. I love like really getting into an idea and getting cozy and really thinking about it. So it's been really awesome for me just to like have a greater understanding of why the Watchmen is so important and why Dune is so important. Um, and I've just, I found so many new things rereading them and it's just been, it's just like falling in love all over again. Uh, another great thing about our book clubs is it helps support my YouTube show. Uh, when we sell our boxes, stuff like that, like that's been a really great uh, revenue income stream for us that helps support uh, the work that we do on YouTube. So that's also been really 
Okay, so one thing we always like to ask our guests is, um, do you have any like reader quirks, like weird things that you do when when yeah. you're reading? Well, I don't I don't know if this is weird or not, but some people are very against it. Uh, I mark up my books. I will highlight them. I will underline them. I will dog ear them. I believe that a book is it's okay to write in a book. I'll even doodle on on, the, on a book, you know. <laughs> I'll even doodle in a book, okay? Like I will write in a book, and there are definitely some people who are really super against that. Like my partner Tyson, director of Comic Book All Nineteen Show, he has like a freak out every time he sees me like writing in a book. He's like, <laughs> like cannot deal, you know. And I know some people don't like the dog ear thing, like they can't handle that. I think a book should be used, you know. It's okay, and I I think it's really cool because like. And this is kind of morbid. I think about death a lot, but I feel like when I'm gone, you know, and my loved ones are like going through my massive collection of books, like I feel so bad for whoever has to deal with all my books when I'm dead. Like, I don't even know. And I'm like, give me like, what's going to happen in 20 or 30 years? Like, how many books am I going to have then? It's already like absurd, you know, like I should just open a freaking library. Like, I don't even know. But, you know, they could like, I could just see someone like going back and like being like, oh, I know she loved this book. And they open the book and they see all these little notes I wrote and all these little things. And it would just be like, I don't know, what a what a great, like you feel like you were there with them and to like see inside their mind and be with them. Uh, I think that that's really cool. I think that's a really cute thing. I don't know whether anyone will ever do that or not, but in my head, it's very romantic. And people open up my dude book and see my notes that are like, oh, she was so precious, you know, like I'm such a weirdo. You're leaving your legacy in those books. Right? I feel like I am, but who knows, you know, even, and even if nobody does crack them open, if some, if, if say, you know, all of my books were just given away to the goodwill, you know, whoever picks up that book. Hopefully, maybe they can get something out of my notes and be like, oh, wow, because I've definitely picked up used books before that have notes in them. And I love reading other people's notes, you know, like I love seeing like where their mind is and what they're thinking about. Uh, I think it's really fun. That is awesome. Um, so do you have any particular books you like to gift to people? Well, last year I got involved in this like Facebook book pyramid scheme where it was like around Christmas time and it's like you send your favorite book to people and then in return then like they give you something and then other people send you their favorite book it was quite successful I sent out one book and I got 11 books in return it was what? amazing wow that's yeah really, that's truly a pyramid scheme right it was it was surprisingly effective and everyone just kind of played by the rules and it worked and I was like this is this was like a huge win for me like this is the book lottery you know but um, the the book that I, I sent was Dune. Dune is something I've definitely gifted to, to a lot of people. And actually, recently, I did a signing at House of Secrets in Burbank. And I had a lot of extra Dune books left over from the Dune Club that we did last year. And so everyone who came up to, you know, get something from me and get a signature and say hello, they all got a free Dune book. So yeah. I just gifted, like a ton of free dune books away because i was like what am i gonna do with a whole box of dune books in my basement you know like i gotta get rid of this stuff i got enough crap so you're like the magic sci-fi fairy (laughs) right i mean it's like i already have personally i have like three copies of dune you know personally like like, i don't need like 50 more in a box downstairs like it's so funny how books just like tend to grow on me you know it's like oh gosh like these books you gotta 
You got to do a culling every now and again because it can get really out of hand really fast. So, so we know who to visit on Halloween this year <laughs> instead of getting re- right. Oh my god! Oh gosh! If I ever had a house where kids came, like I would love to give out books to these kids. That would be so much fun. I don't know if I'd give Dune to kids because it's a little much, but um, fair enough. Yeah, that's an amazing idea. So, where can we find you online? Well, you can find me in a variety of places. You can find me on my YouTube channel. Uh, at you look for comic book girl 19. I'm also on Twitter at CB girl 19, Instagram, uh, comic book girl 19, and also on Twitch. Comic book girl 19. Awesome. And can you give us any clues about any other book clubs you might be doing in the future? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to pull the trigger on Dune Messiah club. We're going to, like I said, we're going to go back to Arrakis. I'm really excited about it. Uh, but also I've been, toying with the idea of potentially 2001 club uh i love the movie and the book and so i think it might be really cool to do uh to read the book and watch the movie together and talk about it because they're both like so interesting because it's like the movie and the book were developed together by two men arthur c Clarke and stanley kubrick and you know stanley obviously made the movie version of their story and arthur made the book version of it and a lot of the stuff in the movie that you may not pick up on that's like maybe confusing a lot of it's filled in in the book uh so i think that that might be cool and also ender's game is something that i'm interested in sharing with people i think that that's a book that has a lot of wisdom in it that i would love to to be able to take that deep dive into and get back into that world and really take it apart and really think about it. That would be a lot of fun. And so if listeners want to get involved, they just, they check out your YouTube channel. Yes. Yes. You can check out my YouTube channel. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you ladies for having me and talking books. One of my, one of my favorite things. I am a total book slut. Yay. (laughs) Now it's time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Michelle writes, how do you deal with genre judgment and shame? Any advice on what to say? Oh, Michelle, we have some opinions about this. Okay, so I date someone who I'm going to quote right now, but don't tell him. It takes a lot more courage to say you like something than you hate something or something. I don't know what his quote is, but it's something (laughs) along those lines. And I think it's really true. Anyway, yeah, totally. The point is in this in this day and age of Internet culture, real world the real world of the internet culture, it's much easier to say you don't like something and make a quick quick judgment and just move on and then rather than take the time to understand the intent of what that art is. Um, so all of that aside, like just, you know, to make, the, I think this is what's going on. I read a lot of books that people are like, oh, really? That's what you're reading. That's a cool, that sounds like they're just like really not excited about what I'm reading. And that's fine. But art is art is art. And... A lot of people who only read, like, quote-unquote important books, they read, like, half the amount of books I read, so screw them. <laughs> and not to get on woo-woo all this podcast, but knowing yourself and what your interest, what interests you makes you a full person, and it makes you a more fulfilled person, and it makes you a happier person, and trying to conform to what people say is good, and thinking about high art versus what make, was made for the masses is really pointless, so... Read what you want. Take all those things to heart and know that if you know what you like, that's going to make you a happier, more fulfilled person than trying to figure out what you should be liking. What do you think, Mallory? Wee-oo, wee-oo, trash baby alert. 
This is a really tough. I feel situation. like you're saying that about me. The way no, you no, did. no, no, no. <laughs> so this is a really tough situation to get into because I mean, honestly, like you said, Bria, you shouldn't really have to deal with it in the first place. But we all know there's a lot of book snoots in the world. Even if the person is just kidding, it can be really annoying to have someone shit all over a book or a genre that you love. So my strategy for this is twofold because I am just like Bria and I read a lot of books that people are like, oh, that's what you read because I, I read a lot of horror. Uh, first, don't give in to the shame. And this is the hard part if you're embarrassed or you're shy or you're, you know, you have a hard time standing up to people. But you'd be surprised at the response when you hold strong to these motherfuckers and say, and they're like, oh, you're reading that? And you're like, yeah, I fucking love it. People, they normally back off and realize that they're being they do. jerky. They do. And, and, and the people who go, and the people who go, Oh, really? Why? Like, they make you explain yourself? Like, those people should just be thrown in a garbage can. Well, this thing is that I love, like, when if, the, if they're the kind of person who doubles down, I like, straight up turn it around on them. I'm like, why are you making fun of this book? Why do, why do you not like this book? And once people have to actually articulate why they're being book snoots, their arguments normally fall apart. And if you don't want to be confrontational, you just smile and curse them in your head. And you can say, well, all books count as books. Because when you break down all of these arguments of, as to w- what books are real books and what books are serious, books it's all bullshit it's all it makes no sense and when people actually have to articulate that to you instead of just repeating something that they saw on twitter normally they'll be they'll just back off yeah i think yeah i I mean i'm not scared of confrontation but a lot of times i'm not looking for it like i'm just like i just don't want to get into this so a lot so i i like to say well maybe it's not for you Maybe yeah. this was not written for you, with you in mind. This was with written for somebody else. Oh, yeah, that's a good thing. Which is just like a, there's no argument against that. That's yeah, my, like, go-to, like, that's probably not for you, so that's fine. Like, yeah. something, go read whatever you read. Because, well, I mean, if if you hold strong and try not, and don't give in to the book shame with these people, they generally reveal themselves to be assholes, and they mm-hmm. just sort of out themselves, and they, they look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. What, they're, what they're looking for is for everybody around them to pile on and be like, ha, 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 yeah, you're reading a book about spaceships. But mm-hmm. if you, it's just like a bully. If you don't give in to them all of a sudden they're like oh yeah Aww. yeah they are they crawl bullies. back book bullies book bullies and then they'll crawl back into their little garbage can yeah go right back where you live in that garbage can oscar the grouch get, get in there trash baby so just <laughs> guys hold strong hold strong love your books no matter what doesn't matter if you're reading 50 shades of gray doesn't matter what all books are books it's true so if you want us to solve your reader problem, send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's really great for us and helps us reach more readers. Reading Glasses is pleased to offer interactive transcripts of the show through Greta. Go to G-R-E-T-T-A dot com slash reading underscore glasses to read and turn your favorite reading glasses moments into clips that you can share out on social media. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Reading G Podcast, on Instagram at Reading Glasses Podcast, on Litzy at Reading Glasses. And you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general General hashtag reading glasses. Thanks for listening and thanks for reading. Thanks for reading. Sorry. <laughs> I was reading something else. That's fine. Yeah, I love that you're literally reading. I'm literally while, reading. I was trying to figure out who to whatever, it doesn't matter. Amazing. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Say you're running and you think, man, this hurts. I can't take it anymore. The hurt part is an unavoidable reality. But whether or not you can stand it anymore is up to the runner himself. Haruki Murakami. Translated by Philip Gabriel. What I talk about when I talk about running. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.